Hard work every day, not an easy mom, got no time to play Always on the go, you stuck on the flow, but it's time for the show Okay, welcome back to another amazing episode of Not For Lazy Moms I know y'all get so excited to hear us every single week And today I am super excited about our topic It's stay at home versus career mom There's always a debate about the differences between a full-time stay-at-home mom And a mom who works at a job where the establishment is outside of the home So as a full-time mom, one of the most annoying and degrading comments that a person can make is You don't do anything (laughs) Or even more annoying when they make the assumption that you just stay at home And they're like, oh, well, what do you do all day? For for career moms, one of the most crazy assumptions is that because they are having this great, fabulous career, that they're putting their career before their family or that they don't spend quality time with their kids. So today we're going to get down to the bottom of all the myths. Not only will myself and Allie speak on being a stay at home mom and a working mom who stays at home, but my husband is going to shed light on being a full time retired dad. So let's welcome Allie and Chris, as always, my wonderful co-host. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Still no tagline. I know. I biting my line. I'm just right. Right. I know. Man, I know. You're right, I did. It's all good. <laughs> Is there an echo in here? <laughs> that was the worst. That was actually the worst opening ever. I, I didn't built know. y'all up. So good. And then y'all, hello, hello. I feel like we need to well, try that again. both at the oh same time. I, didn't know who I was to confused. Who was supposed to speak first. Okay, all right. Normally you do it individually. Let me, let me rewind. Thank you, Chris. Let I me, felt the same way. Let me rewind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had such a great morning this morning. Like, nothing's going to take the smile off of my face. I will tell you why in a second. I'm going to do this over. Let's welcome back our fabulous stay-at-home, full-time super dad, Chris, what's up, baby? What's up? What's up, baby? Was that good? That was bad. Okay. And the wonderful mother of two. You can't even tell that she is like breastfeeding every two hours. I swear. <laughs> Let's give it up to Allie. Hey, so excited to get out of the house. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> well, let me tell you, one of the one of the mom goals when you are a stay at home mom for me is when you can wake up. And everything goes right. And let me tell you, that was my morning this morning. I'm so proud of myself. Honestly, yesterday I typed up all of the outlines for the episodes that we're going to do for the next three weeks. And then I got all of the kids clothes laid out, got my clothes laid out. Everybody was prepped. Baths were taken. The dinner was on the table. Everything was good yesterday. I didn't cook the dinner. I heated the dinner, but it was still good. (laughs) It counts. I did all of the prep yesterday, right? Woke up this morning. My son, Chase, slept 10 hours yes. straight. <laughs> oh, my God. I was so excited. I woke up and I said, why didn't my alarm go off? And I was up like 30 minutes before my alarm went off. It was 630. I got up. I got dressed. I felt so good. I was like, this is a great morning. I, Everything went smooth. You are glowing. I mean, you always look fabulous. But like this morning, <laughs> especially, you are like super mom. You can tell. I feel so refreshed. And I've been doing my cleanse this week, too. So I really feel good. I woke up and made pancakes, grits and eggs for the kids, <laughs> for myself, for Chris. Even my assistant had some breakfast. I mean, it was one of those good mornings. I mean, my energy boosting tea. I feel so amazing. I just know today's going to be a great day. So I'm really excited to get into this topic. So I'm just going to go ahead and introduce Miss Rachel Perkins because she's amazing. She has a platform that is called the Well-Adjusted Adult. And she is a full-time stay-at-home mom who works from home because she's an accountant. She's a boss chick. She has four kids and her youngest is eight months old. 
But the thing I love about Rachel is that she has literally experienced it all. She was a single mom to a daughter who worked outside of her home full time and had to balance life as a single mom. Then she became a married mom of three and then well of two and then three. Mm -hmm. And then she was working still outside the home to now she has four kids and she works in her home office as an accountant full time. And she does it all. It's a, it's exactly what Not For Lazy Moms is about. We want it all. We do it all. We make it happen. And she has experienced every phase of it all. So you cannot argue with me today. You can't argue with Rachel today. You cannot argue with Chris or Allie. We are giving it to you how it is. So at the end of this conversation, my goal is for every listener to have a better appreciation for the position you're in by the time we're done with this conversation. And when you see a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, you need to just like bow down. Seriously. And dads, too. Stay That's at home, right. dad, bow working too. dad, bow <laughs> down, just like Beyonce said. So anyway, <laughs> I want to know, before we get into the conversation of us and our personal lives with our kids now, what was it like growing up? So did you have parents that worked or stayed at home? Who was the caretaker? For me, I'll start off by just saying that both my parents worked full time. When I was born, my mom was not supposed to be a working mom. She was supposed to stay at home with me and my sister. And after six months of me, for some reason, she decided to get a job. I have no idea why. <laughs> I was just the cutest you little were baby. <laughs> but yeah, she decided that, you know what? This is not for me. I need to work. I need to get out of the house and then come back home to my kids and I'll be a happier mom. And that was what she chose to do. And it was fine. My dad worked full time. He was a truck driver. And so there were times where he was gone for three and four days. So um, he had Cox Transport Service. He had three trucks, uh, tractor trailer trucks. So that's what my dad did. And um, whenever we needed someone to like watch us, we had all of our family around. I mean, cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents. We had them all. So we spent a lot of our time around family. So my parents didn't have to, like, hire anybody. They just, you know, dropped us all off, and we just kind of fend for ourselves. <laughs> you know? So, um, Ali, what was it like for you? So my parents were divorced, and so my mom was a single mom working two jobs, and I was with my Grammy most of the time. So she was the one who would pick me up from school and and really help out. So same here. I was surrounded by family. And then my mom uh, remarried um, and he had two kids. So we had um, I had two step uh, siblings and but my mom still worked. So she worked. My dad worked. And I feel like because of that, I've always as soon as I could start babysitting or working at, you know, a grocery store to an ice cream shop, I've always wanted to work because I think that's what I was surrounded by. I'd see my mom go from one job to the next. Right, right. And Rachel, say hello to the people. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. Listen, I, I had a whole phone conversation with Rachel. We were on the phone for probably an hour talking about this episode. And I told her, you know, she lives, you live in Philly, right? Yeah, right outside of Philadelphia. She lives right outside of Philly. And I said, you know what? You can call in to make it easier. She said, oh, no. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> Nope. It gave me an opportunity to get out of the house since I work in the house. My work's in the house. My life's in the house. My kids are in the house. Right. Opportunity to get out of the house. I will take it. I'll see you there. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> so tell us, like, what was it like for you growing up? Uh, so for me, my both my parents worked. They, you know, had full time jobs. My mom was outside of the home. So was my dad. My dad actually was gone most of the week because my dad um, was and is still a long distance truck driver. Oh, okay. So coming. Yeah. So actually, I kind of had two parents, but then Monday through Friday, I only had the one parent. So 
they worked a they worked a lot, but like you, I had a huge family where I grew up, and mm. I was always with grandmothers and, and aunts and and uncles and cousins. So I really feel like we had this whole village and this whole community. That it's it's interesting because now I'm struggling with that because I have no community, I have no village because I've yes. moved away from that. Yes. So yeah, it's a very different world that I'm living in. Before you, before I get to Chris, I just wanted to say, it, it always puzzles me when people make the assumption because I have my kids and, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how people do it um, without having help. And they're like, well, there are a lot of people who are single moms that are out here and they do it all by themselves and they have four and five kids. And my biggest question is always like, um, so who watches the kids? <laughs> you know, like they, they act like me having a nanny or a babysitter is an issue when most times people will have somebody in their team or in their circle that will help with the kids. Even if that single mom has four or five kids, there's a grandma in the picture somewhere, but nobody wants to mention that, you know? So I always, I'm like, all right, well, who watching them babies? <laughs> they ain't watching themselves. <laughs> yeah. Chris, what was it like for you, babe? It, it was different. Um, You know, my dad was a Vietnam veteran fighting for his disability, so he couldn't work. So he would be at home from time to time. But, you know, it was kind of, Rough at times because he had a lot of issues from, you know, fighting in that war. My mom, she worked six days a week. I mean, she probably had like three or four jobs from house cleaning service to uh, working at a um, bakery um, at, at a local grocery store. So she was gone a lot. The only day she took off was on Sunday just to take us to church. So it's a little bit different. My oldest brother probably took the blunt of it. And, um, you know, he pretty much kind of stepped in and kind of helped out a whole lot and kind of helped raise the younger three. See, and that happens a lot. The oldest has to step in and, and become almost like a parent. And it's not fair to him, really. Right. Think it about really it. Isn't. No. right. And that's one reason why, like for me, everybody has their different reasons for having whatever they call help. If I have a nanny that's full time or um, I, I like to call it a, a family assistant because I don't ever hire a person to do just one thing. So for me, I love spending time with my kids. So I hire help so that I can spend time with my kids because <laughs> I like being hands on. So whenever I have like um, my, my home assistant come, it's to do the errands, it's to go grocery shopping or maybe they're picking up food for me or maybe they're picking up the kids from school or dropping them off so I can be in the house doing whatever I need to do when it comes to working and then taking care of the new baby or what have you. Um, so, yeah, it's like we all have different reasons and the biggest question, I guess, could be when you can't afford a nanny or that type of help, what do you do? Where do the kids go? They obviously don't watch themselves. So I want to ask you, Rachel, when you were a single mom taking care of your daughter, what did you do? How how were you able to work outside the home? What was your plan? So first, you know, with work, I had to make sure that I chose a job that worked with my home life. If it meant turning down a job offer, I had to do that because I could only take something that actually worked with being able to take my daughter to before and after care or daycare, mm -hmm. depending on her age, and to be able to live in a place where I had my friends to help me. Um, my friends helped a lot. When I lived in D.C. and I was single and I had just my daughter, I had to live further away from where I worked. I worked in Virginia, wanted to live near work, but I couldn't do that because my support system mm. was in D.C. Wow. So I had to make sure that I'd rather drive an hour to work or and be stuck in rush hour than to be away from my support system. And I like, used my friends a lot. And so I had to be very generous with my friends, too, because <laughs> I used their time up big time. 
So I, I just had to do that and, and make smart decisions with my job and, and always make sure I found a program for her that had before and after care. Even choosing schools, if it didn't have before and after care, she can't go to that school because wow. mommy can't do that. Wow. How hard or how, how much time did it take you to find the right daycare? Because I know when I was looking for my, my son and my daughter both to be in school just to be socialized, mm-hmm. it was so difficult to find that right spot. And then you have all these other obstacles that are stacked up against you that you need right. to make sure of. So how long did it take you to find a good place? It, it took a few months. Um, we A lot of it is getting recommendations from your friends or people who know things. Luckily, I had a friend who worked in the D.C. school system, so she was able to really point me in the right direction. Um, she had friends that had kids. They recommended babysitters. I really just had to get out of my comfort zone and reach out and definitely touring a bunch of different places, lots of daycares, and actually physically setting your feet in that place walking around, also popping up when you're not necessarily invited just to see Definitely. what it's like. <laughs> right. Because if they know you're coming, they're yep. of course going to be on their best behavior. Best behavior. Right. right. So, right. but you don't want to see that. You want to see what's going on when they aren't expecting you. So it, it took a while because of course I'm going to be really particular. Mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of like dating with the pop-ups. It is yeah. like dating. <laughs> do a quick drive really by. Yeah. Do a quick drive by and see what you, what you got going on. Who's there? <laughs> I know that's right. It was a time where I would just sit outside the classroom stalking just to make sure my kids <laughs> get treated right. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And it's nothing like having um, a facility that will take care of your child like they take care, like you would take care of your child. Because mm-hmm. it is so important to feel that comfort once you leave. So with that being said, um, obviously from our conversation that we had previously, you were talking about some of the differences that uh, that you experienced as a mom when you were a single mom versus now that you're married and you have a total of four kids. And uh, one thing that you said stood out, you were talking about some of the moments that you missed out on when you were working full time with your first daughter versus now. Um, And even as a mother, some of the things that uh, you didn't even really understand how to do. Like, for instance, I think you said potty training. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't even learn how to potty train my first daughter. Uh, she was at daycare. The daycare took care of all of that. They wow. they worked with her. I was I was terrible at it. Like I tried. She peed on my foot. She peed on the floor. <laughs> it didn't work out. I like puppies. So yeah, it was like having a puppy at home. But they so they got it together. They potty trained her. So I missed all of that. I don't wow. know how to do it. And now I have two little babies. I have a two year old that needs to start being introduced to the potty. I have no idea what to do. I'm lost, completely lost. Even <laughs> though she's my third kid. Wow. You know, I've got you know my older daughter and my my stepdaughter, my bonus baby. But I have no idea what to do. And I'm on number three. I don't even know how to potty train. I don't remember her first words. Wow. Because I was so busy at that point in time and just trying to hold everything together for her that. Sometimes I had to miss out on things just to be able to support her alone. Wow, that's real. That's real. Like looking back, do you ever feel like you have like this mom guilt for the lack of time or how do you explain to her? Does it, does she even realize the You know difference? what? I don't think she does realize the difference. And so actually at that time that I was in it, that was when I felt the the guilt. I felt guilty every day, all the time. I even wow. I even ended up buying a guilt puppy. Because she, she's like, mommy, you're not here and I need a buddy. And she's the type of kid that like needs interaction. She needs other kids. She was the yeah. only child. 
So she wanted this dog and I bought her a guilt dog and I hated like waking up at five o'clock in the morning walking that thing. Like been your dog. It was, yeah. it's still my dog. That's we still right. have her. She's like sleeps underneath my desk when I'm working. So I felt a lot of the guilt when I was in it. But when I look back now, I can see like my daughter is she's comfortable. She's happy. She She's got, you know, a lot of maturity that some other kids that are, have been handheld a lot more yeah. maybe don't have. Okay. And so I look back and I can actually say, you know what, maybe I was a role model for her during that period of time because I can show her, yeah, mommy's mommy's here, but mommy's also got to do what she's got to do. Yeah. So I, I, I don't look back at it with guilt, but I yeah. struggle with knowing that I had so much guilt at that time. Right. And it's crazy. The thing about kids is that they adapt to their environment. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like they are so resilient. Whatever it is that's going on, they don't even realize. They don't even understand what the conditions are. They just live in the moment. And it's all about our approach and how we are mentally right. and how we give off that good energy that really makes the the best for them. Uh, so yeah, I mean, think about it. When we lose our patience on our kids mm-hmm. and we feel terrible yeah. that yeah. how we acted, how we behaved. But like five seconds later, they're running up to us, loving, loving us, and it doesn't even matter. Right. Yeah. If so, you think about yeah. it with the kids too, you know, um, at the end of the day, that's all that they know. Yeah. You know, that's all that they know. Yeah. You know, they don't, they've never experienced the other side. So you're mm-hmm. still loving them and going forward. So um, I think that they, like Monique said, they adjust, they adapt, and they keep it moving. They do. Even if they experience both sides, they, they, kids, you know, unfortunately, when they don't really have a choice, they bend, they right. mold, they're right. malleable right. at that age. And so they have that ability to just keep going with the flow. You know, mm-hmm. even like Ali said, when, when sometimes I yell at my older daughter and I get so angry at her and then five seconds later, she's like in my face. I'm like, don't, don't you know I'm mad at you? Like, I don't even want you to be smiling at me right now. I'm angry. Don't you remember I yelled at you? She's like, no, can you, you want some ice cream? <laughs> so Allie, like as a stay at home mom, um, are there times that you take for granted the time that you do get to spend with your kids? Honestly, I'm so glad we are talking about this today because I had a little bit of a breakdown uh, last night to my husband because not only my, I, so just to catch you up, Rachel, my toddler is in daycare during the mm. day and he's about to start preschool and my seven week old is home with me. So he'll be at, my son will be at home. My toddler will be at home just like for a couple hours during the day. And I am a working stay at home mom. So I feel like I'm trying to do everything that I'm doing, you know, a horrible job at all of it because I'm spread so thin. I'm trying to keep up with the laundry. I'm trying to make everybody's dinners and lunches and keep the house clean. But also I'm trying to do my work and do my job. And I broke down to my husband last night. I'm like, I just feel like I'm doing everything terribly. And he said, technically you're on maternity leave. He's like, I know it's your own business, but like you're on maternity leave. Your son is seven weeks old. And I feel like you're not even appreciating these moments that you have at home with him right now because you're so worried about when you got to send an email or when you got to do this or that or do laundry. He's like, let the house stuff sit right now. He's like, let it just lie and and appreciate the time that you do have. So honestly, I, I feel like I am taking it all for granted a little bit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think we all go through it in different stages of the game. And for me, um, you know, I remember when I had Christopher and it was just me, him and Chris, um, I felt myself complaining a lot because I didn't understand how to delegate. I didn't understand how, even if somebody came at that time and they're like, 
um, let me help you. I didn't even know how to let yes. them help me. Right. You know, so it was like a it was like a phase. And then it, you just get to this point where you're like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to enjoy every step of what my kid is going through because you only have a baby for a year. After that year, it's like, I can't believe Christopher's six now, you know? Yeah. So it's like even watching Chase right now go from, you know, in my stomach to this happy infant sitting up with two teeth and he's six months. And I just look at how much time passed so quickly mm-hmm. and how much he's changed from the moment he was born up until now. And he only has six more months before he's going to be walking and talking and all over the place just like the other two. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, this is actually a time where this time around, I think I did it better than I did with my first two. When I tell you, I and Chris will even tell you, I even with my pregnancy, I was like, if I don't have to lift a hand or foot, I'm not. I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> I was doing it all. <laughs> Three massages a day, fixing nice. the food. I mean, Good I took care of it. for you. No, but at the yes, end of the day, I needed it. My, uh, my first child that was born, Christopher, you know, I was working at the University of Alabama, going back to school and stuff like that, working with the football team. So I really wasn't there as much as I should be. And then when it came to my daughter, I kind of just like dropped the ball. I was lazy. I really didn't help Monique. I mean, I just felt like, oh, she had one. This is the second one. Everything will work out. And I put a lot of pressure on her. So I made sure with this last baby, with baby Chase, I just took care of her. Anything she needed, I was there. Good for you. That's great. When I tell you, I got to just for two months after he was born, I was just laid up on the couch with the baby. And, and obviously Chilling. taking care of the other two. <laughs> listen, I, look, I'm like, Chris, you going to stay with him at night? You going to, you know, pull your, your chest out and nurse him or what you going to do? <laughs> so if I have to do it, then I'm like, all right, you got it during the day. And it was it was nice, though, because we actually created a nice little rhythm and routine that we had going on. And then when we did have to stay up the long night hours, me and Chris were watching like we were watching Game of Thrones starting from the very beginning season. We were mm-hmm. watching. What, what did we get into? Blacklist. Blacklist. We literally oh, were binge one. watching. That's yes, good. we were binge watching different shows that we hadn't watched before. And it kind of turned the time that you normally complain about, which is, oh, my God, the baby keeps waking up. We were just like, oh, we just pull an all nighter yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and just watch movies and have fun. And then we tag team with the kids in the morning. And then my um, house assistant would come take the kids to school. And it was just like a nice little rhythm. And we did that for like a few months. And wow. I really enjoyed the break and I really feel good now because I'm like, OK, now I feel like I'm being myself again. I'm, I'm ready to go. And I felt like I needed that time and, and the bond that I was able to create with Chase and then even with Chris creating a bond with him being home. It's just been really good. I think it takes a few times. <laughs> I'm like, third time's a charm. Somewhat. Eventually it all it all pans out. But um, it's it's crazy because it's like I think that. Everybody has the tendency to look at the other person's situation and they think the grass is greener, just like they say, Mm -hmm. you know, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whatever it is that you're blessed with, whatever situation you still have to learn to juggle. And I know when it comes to setting time limits and having like those office hours, as I always call them. It's important. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out how to juggle. Sometimes when you're at home, it's even harder because you're at home. And you, yes. you get lost in the day. You get lost in the day. And I feel the need to always like justify what I did all day. Right. Like when Matt comes home and he'll be like, so how was your day? He's just asking how my day was. But I'm like, well, you know, first I did I did five loads of laundry and then I had to walk Izzy and then I had to nurse. <laughs> and he's like, look, I, I trust I you. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I'm just seeing how you're doing. I do the same but, thing to Chris. But you <laughs> feel the need to like justify yeah. being yeah. home. 
home. Right, right. Like, no, you feel guilty right. about it or something. I right. do it even though I'm working anyway. Yeah. I still do it. Yeah. Even though I have a full-time job and my husband knows that I'm working my job during the day, I'm still like... Oh, well, I got those plants in the ground. Oh, I, I, I did get them the, the dinner out and I, that's going to get started. I'm always justifying yeah. what I'm doing, even though I'm working and the kids are home and I'm doing stuff around the house. But why right. do we do I that? Too, but we're doing it to ourselves. Like, they I don't, don't know. It's just there's no expectation yeah. from someone else. We I, put it on ourselves. Yeah. I almost think it's because of how we grew up. That's why I opened up the conversation with what was life like for us mm-hmm. when we were growing up? All of us has, we all have one thing in common. Our parents worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think because out of, of the that, house. they were out of the house working. And I think because of that, we use that as almost the standard to what makes you a person that is fulfilled or a person that is whole or a person that actually has things to do. We base that off of how we grew up. I guarantee if one of us, if any of us grew up with a nanny and our mom was in the house and they wouldn't think anything about putting this pressure on them about justifying their work. I think it's because of how we grew up and we identify with that, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. I'm just trying to like put pieces I think it together. might even yeah. be comparison too. You look at other moms and you see, oh, she's she's got this kid in soccer and that kid in baseball, but you know, I only can manage dance class. You know, maybe I'm not doing enough. You, you know, right. comparison is definitely like a killer of your own confidence mm-hmm. yes. because you're busy looking at what everybody else is doing and not just worrying about being really good at what you've got because you don't know what help they have that, that allows them to do that. You're yep. just seeing everybody's highlight reel and you don't know what happens behind right. the scenes. Right. That's highlight so true. Reel. And they can yep. have a, having nervous breakdowns once a month. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Know? And yes. you're looking at their situation thinking they have it all together and they're stressed out. Yeah. Or, oh, maybe, absolutely. or maybe their kids just want to have more time with their parent and not be so busy. Their right. kids mm-hmm. could be the ones that, that are sitting around and thinking, dang, I just want to sit down and watch a movie. Right. right, right. I know um, we had talked and you were talking about how you and your daughter, before you were married, y'all would have mommy-daughter movie nights. Yeah, yeah, we did. That was our thing. Every Friday, because I knew, you know, during the week I was so busy with work. Sometimes I'd work all day, pick her up, shove dinner at her, put her to bed, and then go right back to work at night from home. So... I needed to turn off some period of time to dedicate to her. So every Friday night, I would pick her up from school. I let her pick what she wants to pick up for dinner. Of course, she didn't want me to cook on Friday. And I didn't want to either. Whatever, good for you. Right, I didn't want to. She was like, tacos or pizza, fine. Whatever you want on Friday, it's your world. We'd pick up dinner. We'd go home. I got to break out all of my old favorite Disney movies. And we would do mommy-daughter movie night every Friday night. Yes. And it it worked great, too, because I got to fall asleep on the couch behind her. As long as I was there, she was happy. Right. She doesn't remember that I fell asleep in the middle of every movie. That's fine. And I'd wake up, pop in another movie, There's because there's no bedtime, fall back to sleep. It was great. I love it. I love it. We do um, family weekends. And I think we we had talked about this before, but um, my, my kids love Saturday and Sundays because it's usually just us. And there was one time where a babysitter came because Chris and I had something to do. And he's like, why are you here? It's Saturday. <laughs> I don't like seeing you on Saturdays. You know, it's family day. So, yeah, they get really caught up into that routine and they love, they love, love, love. So tell me now that you are a full time stay at home working mom. What is the day like for you? How did you get the rhythm? How did you get the routine? And who do you have to help you or do you have anyone to help you while you're actually work working? So I got lucky. My mother-in-law is the best. She actually, when I was pregnant with um, our third daughter, uh, our two-year-old now, we were looking for a nanny because I was working from home already. I knew there's no way I could get 
all the work done that I needed to get done and also focus on the baby. We were looking for a nanny. She was working and she hated her job. Wow. So she quit her job and we hired her instead of paying someone we didn't know and hoping that it worked out. I paid my, my mother-in-law and she's nanny from 6.30 in the morning to wow. 6 p.m. Wow. Those are long hours. That's but a bless her. Yes. It's amazing. I'm so happy that it just worked out for everybody. She's happier. I'm happier. Wow, that's awesome. It works. So, you know, at 6 o'clock in the morning or whenever the, the eight-month-old wakes up, we get up, I get her fed, bring her downstairs, or actually now that I'm not nursing her anymore, I just bring her straight downstairs, give yeah. her to grandma, help with things that need to be done uh, to get other kids out the house, do what I need to get done for myself for the morning. A lot of mornings, kind of just getting my own mind right, getting dressed, getting done what I need to do, starting my work day while she's got the baby. Usually the, old, the two-year-old wakes up after I've already stopped started working, so I always have a stop time around, you know, 10-ish that it's like, all right, come in, say good morning to mommy. We do morning songs. Yeah. That lasts all of five minutes, but that's her routine. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I can break away for five minutes to sing good morning songs to her, play with her for a couple of minutes, and then send her off to go back with grandma and I can get back to work. And we do that every day. It's a it's the routine. And by five, when I'm done with work, I go and I cook dinner. I'm not I'm never done with work. So yes. I walk out of the office to go cook dinner at five if yeah. I have to double back into yes. the office, do that later, then I can do that. But, you know, dinner's on the table at six because I've started at five. I have my schedule. But the interesting thing about it is that there you never get to a point where the routine is set. It's never a set it and forget it because something's always changing. Oh, yeah. Right. These are kids. They're they're not robots. They They grow. They change. They move. They need different things. Something comes up. Someone's sick. So you just have to constantly be flexible because there's no such thing as just press play every single day. Yeah, so true. So true. That's so true. We we uh, talked about once um, on the art of balance, mm-hmm. which is actually going to be um, you'll be listening to it if you haven't already on the podcast. Uh, art of balance. And one of my friends told me that the definition of balance is redefining your definition of balance in mm. so many words. Yeah. And I really think it's true because as soon as you feel like you nailed the routine, then here comes something else. <laughs> it yeah. is never ending. It really is. Um, how long did it take you to get the routine in the beginning? How difficult was it when the kids knew, oh, whoa, wait, mommy's here. <laughs> so that is still diff- it's still difficult. Um, we we have our routine. I know what's going to happen usually at the same time every day, mm-hmm. but it is still difficult because if for whatever reason, Avery, my two year old wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, which is at least twice a week, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to work out that day. She's going to kick my door down while I'm on a conference call, a video conference call yes. and scream mommy. Or in the background, you can hear while I'm on a conference call, somebody crying in the background. Mm-hmm. That happens all the time. It, it happens. So it, it's a lot of trial and error. You can't like get down on yourself when it's when you come up with a plan and day after day it's not working. Keep tweaking it. Keep changing it or keep t- retrying it because maybe something in that just didn't work out that day because mm-hmm. kids are unpredictable. So it, it, 
even now it's still a difficult situation to manage, but you know, you got to do what you got. You just got to do what you got to do even when there's a kid kicking down your door. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I ask you a question actually because um right now I'm I'm at the point where I have an unbelievable mother-in-law as well. I feel so lucky she comes over and helps out whenever I need to get out of the house or do, you know, uninterrupted work with the crying baby in the background, all that stuff. And she doesn't mind. Like she she tells me over and over she loves it. She loves coming, wow. but because I'm not like, it's not, I'm paying somebody, which to me is so much easier because then I can easily delegate. Like I'm paying you to help right. me. Right. I feel guilty for sending her my schedule of when I need her to come over and help me, even though she's so reassuring <laughs> right. being like, I love doing this. I'm spending time with my grandbaby. It's so funny that you bring that up because I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday about how I needed to find somebody to watch the kids when, cause I have a funeral to go to on Saturday and She's like, just as your mother-in-law. Like, well, she's worked. She has you know, set hours. And she's like, I bet you she doesn't care. Like, you <laughs> think she cares a lot more than she does. because, And she is always saying, oh, do you need me to stay the night? Do you need me to stay late? Do you need yes. me to come on Saturday? She she's loves enjoying it. She's enjoying right. it. It makes her happy to be with them. There are wow. moments where she has to end the day with wine because they have gotten on her last nerves. But she comes right back in the morning or she stays the night because she doesn't want to go home. Aww. So it's a, an indicator right there when somebody's telling you it's fine. It really is fine. But for some reason, we like project our own feelings, our own insecurities, our own worries onto other people and they don't even have that worry. Right. Yeah. It's probably because you just don't want to feel like you're like pushing it or taking, taking it. Right. Yeah. You don't want to feel like you're taking advantage. advantage. Right, I tell right. my husband that all the time. He's like, well, she's my mom. I'm going to take advantage. <laughs> and can, can you make me some breakfast before I leave? <laughs> I love it. I, that's like when my mom comes in town. I love me. My, me, and my husband, we just feel like we've, got a trip to heaven when my mom comes in town because it's like she just takes the kids and we can just do whatever the heck we want to do. And yeah. she doesn't care. She'll take all three of them. Yeah. And she's like, I got it. Go. And she has so much energy. She, she can does. handle them. <laughs> it's does. crazy. Monique was on a um, speakerphone with her the other day and I was like, all right. And they, and they were doing their thing talking. I was like, all right, Miss Jenny, when you going to come get these grandbabies? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I can't wait to come back up. So, yeah, yeah. Right. she'll she's be really here in, in, in July. I'm looking forward to it. But, yeah, there's always, I guess, you have the pros, you have the cons of everything. I want to talk about some of the pros and cons of being a stay-at-home mom and being a career mom. So um, let's start with the cons. This way we can end it on a positive note. But um, one of the cons that... Um, that I think all of us definitely feel, even if they're not stay-at-home moms, is that you can never stop being a mom. You can't turn it off. Mm -hmm. Like, it is impossible to stop. And I remember when I had my son, there were times where my mom would, like, she stayed with us for the first three weeks when he was born, my first son. And she would tell me, go lay down, just go to sleep. And I would sleep for like an hour, knowing good and well I need like five or six hours of sleep. And I would just pop up and I'm looking like, where's he at? Is he yeah. okay? Or if I hear him cry, then it's like, what's going on? And she's like, I got it. Like, can you just go <laughs> lay down somewhere? Like, go chill. But it's hard to turn it off. It's like, once you become a mom, there's no turning back from that. It's like you always are working 24-7. I mean, mm -hmm. to the point where whenever I have like, um, if Chris and I are going out, Sometimes we'll actually go out after we put the kids to bed and then we just have somebody that's just there just just to watch them, you know, if they wake up or anything. Um, and now with the new baby to watch the new baby and then monitor the other two, but they're asleep. And as soon as I come home, the first thing I do is I go upstairs and I retuck them in. 
because <laughs> I just want to make sure that they were tucked in properly and that they're good. And then I give them kisses. I just stare at them and then I go back to bed. It's like I can't even just let them be, you no. know, right? Like it's it's hard. What do you it's think about so, that? It's so, so true. You know, I'm constantly like voicing all of my anxiety and mom guilt and all of this stuff to my husband. And and finally he's like, he'll roll his eyes at me or he'll walk away. He wouldn't even say anything at this point. But the other day he was like, do you understand how you sound right now? I'm like, what do you think it's like being in my head? I'm constantly like thinking yes. of things mm-hmm. I need to do. Of I yep. mean, even this morning he was like, you know what? You go downstairs, run on the treadmill for 30 minutes. I, I got the kids start your day with like a good workout. And the entire time I'm running, I'm like texting. I'm like, so is everybody okay upstairs? Is Jake taking a bottle? Does Sam need anything? And he's like, I'm trying to do something nice for you and you just can't turn it off. Yes. I think Chris thinks I'm crazy because I have that same type of mindset where it's like I don't stop running. Yeah, it doesn't stop. I remember one time when Christopher was little and I can't remember exactly what happened, but Christopher was near something. And in my mind, the only thing I know is that if he touches that, that's going to fall over. And then there's going to be a huge mess on the floor. He might hurt himself. I'm thinking about all these different things and all of the possibilities of what could happen. And then I'm looking at Chris like, you don't see this? (laughs) And he's looking at me like, what is the problem? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking about all of the possibilities. Yeah, you've already written the story that you're going to the hospital, that something's happening. Right. Right. Yeah. And he's looking at me like I'm a crazy person because I'm like, you don't see him. And he's like just standing next to something. And it's just funny. I don't know if it's just the way our minds work. It's it like is. we're always just yeah. like thinking about the good, the bad and what could happen. We're like, writing the right. story. We're yes. writing the story of all the possibilities and it's exhausting being in our heads. It is. <laughs> yes. it, is. it is. I mean, when I'm working at home and I can hear the babies crying. Oh, I can't imagine. Right. Like, I have to put earbuds in. I have to. Because, <laughs> and, like, play something so I can drown them out. Because if I hear them, I have I have made up an entire story of what yep. just happened. Yes. <laughs> and all I heard was a whimper or a cry. And I create. I made it all up. I made a whole scenario. I'm running up the stairs. What happened? Right. And you know, my mother-in-law is like, nothing. I cleaned her <laughs> nose and she doesn't like it. No, that's so crazy. When be like, oh, that sounds like a hurt cry. Right. Oh, that's a hungry cry. Oh, that's a wine cry. You know the difference Oh, she's sleepy. Yeah. You know the difference. I can always tell if my kids are hurt or if they're just fussing. And Milani, she's good because normally I can tell a play cry. She's faking, yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. She got me so good the other day. And, and Christopher was like, oh, Milani's just fake crying. She's playing. She's like, oh, mommy, I'm okay. I'm just playing. I'm like, <laughs> wow. She got me good. I thought that she was like really hurt. They were up in a playroom. And she, I mean, she's a little actress. I was just going to say, <laughs> you got to put her, yeah. She got me good. But yeah, so I think another um, stay at home con. Uh, that I can think of for sure is that you become so entangled in motherhood that you kind of forget who you are. And I even want to bring in Chris on this, too, because as a father who um, you're I mean, you're retired, you mm-hmm. retired from your career. It's it's, it's a blessing. Um, you coach high school football, but most of your time is spent at home. So even as a father, do you ever feel like there are moments where you kind of forget who you are? I can say that that's true, definitely true, um, especially at times like when you have to go out of town and take care of something. I got them for two or three days. And Monique is really good about making sure that I have somebody in there to help me. But I can get overwhelmed easy. I mean, you know, I get frustrated at times. But then I've learned now to try, try to just calm down and work through it. And eventually everything smooths out. But um, definitely, you know, um, you know, I, I would like to be around football a lot more as far as college or pro coaching. But I would didn't definitely miss out on all of the time with my young kids. So I chose to do the high school route. I just volunteer. But, 
you know, I, I get to spend a lot of time with them, but at the same time, I have personal goals and stuff that I want to achieve. So it's all about the balance. And, you know, right now I know it's just basically I just want to take advantage of this time because eventually it's going to fly by and I'll sit back and I'll look like, wow, you know, time flew by. These kids are grown now. So, you know, it is what it is. I got to do what I got to do, but I'm enjoying the process. At mm-hmm. times it's overwhelming. And um, Rachel, I believe earlier you talked about, you know, a glass of wine with your mother-in-law. Oh, yeah. You definitely, that at the end of the day helps me kind of soothe myself and get through it. It's, oh, med- yeah. it's medicine. It's yeah, medicine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, it definitely winds you down. But no, it's crazy because even with that, I, there was times where I would have to tell Chris, all right, when I first met Chris, this dude was, I mean, one thing that really attracted me to him was how secure he was in himself. I mean, super secure. Just like he could go anywhere by himself and not care that he's by himself. So, I mean, he would up and like I would call him when we were just friends back then. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just sitting here at the restaurant. Oh, you with somebody? No, I'm by myself. He could go wherever and he didn't care. He didn't have to have anybody with him. So sometimes when I see him at home and he's like, you know, just here with the kids. I'm like, why don't you go out? Like, I know he likes to do that. This dude would just get in the car and waste gas. Just drive around. And, and That's it a was just. South thing. You just go ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he calls it. Let's go riding. And, um, and, and, and sometimes I, I think about those things and I'm like pushing him to just like, get out the house. Just like go get some fresh air. And, you know, and sometimes he's like, I'm good. You know, yeah. and then sometimes he'll actually take me up on the offer. <laughs> but That's rare, though. It's very rare. It, it's crazy because I guess, you know, we're playing in um, back in the day. I played in the NFL, so we would travel a lot city to city. You know, um, the lifestyle, you're clubbing, you're partying, you're having a good time. And, uh, you know, now I'm kind of really enjoying, you know, the family deal. Like, I enjoy being around the kids. You know, my ideal weekend is barbecuing and getting in the pool with the kids. So yes. I really enjoy it. But every now and then I got to, you know, jump in the car, go ride. And I'll just go to the grocery store, the gas station, buy mm-hmm. a little something and come on back yeah, home. You know? so, it's just yeah. those couple yeah, minutes but, by yourself. Right, right. Yeah. And I don't have the energy to run like I used to. And. You know, if you think about the club scene and all of that stuff, I mean, I'm not into chasing women. You know, that's a done deal for me. I'm chasing one woman. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm still chasing that one over there. But, you know, and and I'm running behind my kids and I'm enjoying every bit of it. Yeah, I love it. We actually went to um, Candy from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. We went to her dungeon event. And that night it, it did something for me. More than just going and seeing the show, which we had a great time. We went backstage. She caught me up on stage. Like, it was amazing. We had a great night. But it kind of took me back to when Chris and I were dating before the kids, before they came along and how we would just hang out and have fun. Not a care in the world because we actually had a babysitter that stayed overnight and we had another sitter come that didn't leave until two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, so we had it laid. Especially we at the end of the it night, right. it was like dating again. Oh, you know? right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. We had a great time. But sometimes you just need that just to just to you're not losing who you are anymore and even losing yourself as a couple it was just nice that we actually could hang out like we were 20s in our 20s again and I mean obviously we don't recover as fast right. <laughs> oh yeah oh, God, like five like day days. hangover right. yeah. oh my god yeah it was it was definitely brutal but it was so worth it and it was nice just to just to have that spark again you know yeah. so I think sometimes even as couples when you're for us, we're both at home. So, you know, as for a couple, we, we have to make sure that we don't lose ourselves and, and we're great parents, but then we suck at marriage, you mm-hmm. know? Right. So, yeah. Anybody yeah, feel, else for cons? Yeah. Well, I feel like you just have to, like, force yourself into a date night. 
you just one of one of you, if you guys realize, you know, it's been a long time since you have even been out of the house for an hour. Like Matt and I just did that recently. We went out for happy hour and got wine and oysters. <laughs> and it was just like the most amazing hour yeah. where we're holding hands, we're talking. And it, I mean, it's sometimes you just need that to reboot. Yeah, you know? well, the great thing is, like, we we definitely get uh, a lot of date nights in. We'll go to the movies. We'll do all of that. But Chris, please, he don't care about that. He just want to have sex. He's, like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, keep my stomach full and my empty. That's it. <laughs> I'm, honey, I'm, I'm really easy. I, I swear. And I know, you know, it is what it is. I'm really easy. I Forget that. I'm easy. All I need is respect. And that's broad. You know, talking to me the right way. Don't mess around on me. Respect and sex. She can do whatever she want to do. She can travel. She won't have a problem. Yes. She don't want to do the dishes. She don't want to cook. I don't care. I just need respect and sex. Wait. If you have that, you're. if I have that, I'm good. It's not a problem in my house. Wait, going off that, though, so the other night, and also it, it relates to, like, you know, me staying at home. Sometimes I forget to take care of myself. So yeah. the other day I realized I haven't even showered. I haven't put a bra on. <laughs> I'm like, I was seven week old. It has been a long day. The dishes, the dishwasher's full. It's not going to be, you know, put away. But it is what it is. That night, I finally put both kids to bed. I pour myself a glass of wine and I like Olivia Pope it. I have some popcorn by me as well. <laughs> and it's cheddar and it's cheddar popcorn too. So I'm like super excited. And again, I still haven't changed my clothes or put on a bra or any or And Matt starts like trying, like he wants to get after it. And I'm like, do you see how disgusting I am right now? Like, I don't even want to be in my own skin. I'm well, trying to married, drink myself. They don't care. They don't. They don't care. I definitely can relate to that because they are definitely. When I have my ugly days, oh, I ain't brushing no teeth. No. I ain't washing no face. I am not getting in the shower. I'm gonna just look. And now it's even worse because of the spit up. With, yes. with baby Chase. So uh, at least I'll change my clothes, but. Oh, no. I'm like leaking. Hey. I'm like, it'll dry. It's fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> Listen, we You know what? I there. saw my husband the other day. He's wearing his favorite hoodie and it's black. And I looked and I'm like, what is that on your. And he's holding the baby. There was like spit up. There was drool. I'm, and I'm, I'm like, that, that looks like snot on your sweatshirt. <laughs> and he and then and I watched the baby like wipe her face across his sweatshirt. And I'm like, you know what? You are the sexiest I have ever seen you right now. He's recycling baby snot. Right. There's yes. just baby goo all over him. And he's watching the kids. And I'm like, you know what? That is sexy. You, you can get it. You can get it. <laughs> oh my God. But those are some good kinds that we can make ourselves aware of that. Yeah, really, we can turn them into pros very easy. But um, so for career moms, what are some of the cons that um, that you felt when you were going through the moment of being a single mom and you're working your career? What are some of the of the cons that you feel career moms may face? I think a big con is that you you always feel like you're never where you need to be. Mm, because when you're yes. at work, you're thinking about home and there's all these things that are happening and you're thinking about your kid that's in daycare and the snotty nose and the the ear infection and the this and the that. And you feel like you should be there. But then when you're there, you're thinking about your career and work and the executives and what you wow. have do and, you know, promotions. You're thinking about that and you feel like you need to spend more time on that so that you can build a life for your family. So you always feel like. You're not in the right place. And going off that, Rachel, I feel like because of that, you always feel rushed. Oh, like, yeah. Always oh, feel yeah. like, oh, my gosh, I, I'm so rushed. I'm losing track of time. And oh, yeah. it's the and then when you get rushed, you drop more of the balls that you're juggling because right. you're rushing mm -hmm. and you feel inadequate mm -hmm. because you're not nailing it anywhere because you're trying to do everything and not slowing down 
to prioritize. So wow. it, it gets really hard. That's deep. That's real deep. I remember you were saying something about um, you were telling a story about when you were breastfeeding. So oh, it was like yeah. breastfeeding versus bottle feeding and then also supplementing. Yes. So with my older two, I exclusively breastfed them at first. Even with the last third, um, I exclusively breastfed her at first. But I had to be flexible because with work, with my last one, I had to travel for work shortly after I came back from maternity leave. And I wasn't making enough milk to store up some so that she could have that while I was gone. Mm. Like, what am I going? What am I going to do? But I've got my job. I can't not travel for it. I have to go. So I had to be flexible and say, you know what? I'm going to plan this out. I'm going to give her one to two bottles of formula a day for you know this month leading up to it so that when I pump, I can store that since she's having um, a bottle of formula. And so by the time we get to when I have to travel, she's at a good mix. She's got some formula bottles. Mm-hmm. She's got some breast milk bottles. Yeah. And she's got it both. She's going to be okay. Lots of babies, babies get formula. They're fine. Right. Mm-hmm. And you said like mentally that was a little tough on you. It was really first. hard. It was hard to make that decision because you put so much pressure on yourself right. to do that. And when I started kind of pulling back and letting her get a couple formula bottles a day, all of a sudden I felt this immense weight like lift off of me because all of a sudden I wasn't 100% responsible for for all of her nutrition. It's so yeah. freeing. I remember somebody said like, give yourself, when I first stopped um, breastfeeding Sam, they were like, give it two weeks and then it will feel like a weight has been lifted and you yes. will feel free. And that's exactly, I mean, you just yeah. feel free. I wow. just like yeah. weaned her completely. Before it, you know, it was the half and half. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of went back a little bit because that felt good. Then I went back a little bit more and then that felt good. And now it was just, I am I have so much going on and I just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And I quit. And at first that, you know, that first week it's like, oh, I don't know if I really want to quit. You know, you feel the baby pulling at your shirt. So you feel guilty. <laughs> But by week two, it was like, oh, this is nice. My right. boobs are my own again. Yes. They're, for, they're for fun and not for function. <laughs> right. He's like, yes, they're fun again. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, it just took Chase biting me three times. And I was like, you know what? Done. <laughs> Done. I, I didn't even feel bad. He'd be tucking in my shirt. Nope. Gone. She would snatch him off so quick. Uh-uh. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what helped me make daddy. that final decision because Charlotte got two teeth at once and mm-hmm. bit me. I was like, oh, I think we're done here. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Wow. So, yeah, no, that's that's awesome. So and then um, you were talking about missing out on certain milestones um, for your oldest daughter. Um, yeah. When you were working. So obviously some of the things that you were wanting to experience with her that you may not have. Have you ever like, um, like for instance, did she have her first word with you or was she at daycare? Is that the something? older one? Yes. So I, I, you know, I don't even remember when she had her first word. Wow. And wow. so that is really hard because you do miss those things. I can't remember what it was or when it was. And I feel bad. So I guess there is some guilt there because I feel bad because now with the little ones, when um, Avery had her first word. My older daughter was like, oh, mom, what was my first word? Wow. I had no idea. You know what, oh. though? I feel like in general, first time moms, you kind of just like forget. I mean, for me, I I just feel like I forgot everything and missed everything and didn't appreciate my son as a baby because I was so overwhelmed with stuff. Yeah. So I feel like true. you need to give yourself that yeah. as well. Yeah. I would yeah. just lie to her. 
I should have lied. I I lied. I definitely believe in lying to my children. So I don't know why I dropped the ball on this lie. That was a that would have been a perfect time to lie. Santa Claus to their kids. Right. It was mama. Why didn't I lie? I don't know. Oh my God. Well, leading into that, I think for a stay-at-home pro, definitely witnessing major milestones. And it also depends on what type of stay-at-home mom you are. Because there are some moms that stay at home that have help and they aren't hands on with their kids. That's right. true. And I mean, mm-hmm. everybody parents differently. Like me, I um, for my son's first birthday, you know, I love my parties. So <laughs> we had a um, a movie premiere theme birthday for him, and the movie was from a boy from a baby to a boy. You know, basically, like he was an infant and and watching him grow into this one year old child. So we did a movie (laughs) and I had all of the footage and pictures from the time he was in my womb. Actually, the movie starts off with Christopher as a little fetus in my stomach kicking around. Don't even look like a baby at that point. Looks like a little alien. And he's just like throwing like this. And then (laughs) we literally went through each month. From the time he came home to his first walks, his first crawls and all of that stuff. And uh, and I had my video guy. He literally made it into a movie and we watched that wow. the night of his, of his first birthday. And he said, I've never in my life seen anybody document their child <laughs> like this. No. <laughs> Ever. That's amazing. And, but I, I'm, I'm very grateful because before Christopher never experienced having a nanny. He never experienced having a babysitter. It was just me and him. That was my little road dog. That was way before housewives of Potomac or anything and I didn't people look at me and say you should hire somebody to help you and I'm like for what <laughs> you're like it's just me and him we're good but then when I had Milani her experience was different now that I have Chase his experience is different uh, because things have changed but I'm grateful sometimes it does take the second or third child to get to that point well maybe God allowed me that time in Alabama with not much to do uh, <laughs> so that I was able to take advantage of that yeah. not knowing how busy I would be now True. so you know it's like you huh. gotta take your blessings as you get them um, you know with Milani there's a lot that I don't remember when she was around between six to about 10 months. I missed out on a lot because I was filming. That was my first season on Real Housewives of Potomac. Wow. And um, and I had to get a nanny in order to do the show and to handle everything else that, that we had going on at home. And um, and that was hard for me. You know, to this day, I feel like I missed out on so much of her. I look back at her pictures and videos. I don't have as many as I did with Christopher. So there's always some type of mom guilt, whether you're working or whether you're, you know, at home. It's like, it's always different with each kid too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but, but yeah. I think that's a first time mom thing. You take a lot more pictures when you're the first time. I was yeah. like my older daughter, she has all these milestone photos and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm on the fourth kid, man. <laughs> <laughs> there's not nearly that. as many professional photos of number four. <laughs> like, I just snap it from my phone. Got it. You know, happy birthday. Great. My car is a mess. And the other day, um, my friend was like, you know, commenting about there's like just crap everywhere. And she found my my baby's sonogram just like wrinkled on the floor. (laughs) She was like, that's second kid right there. Wow. Yes. Yes. That that is so true. Yep. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Baby's fine. Yeah. Just throw it in back. You'll be all right. Oh, my God. So what are some of the career mom pros? I definitely think and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Rachel. As a career mom, would I dream of in, in my mind if I was like actually working outside of home, which is kind of like now we're we're doing a podcast, we're outside of the house. It's a it's a mommy break, even though we're sitting yes. here talking about being a mom. 
it's seriously a break. So it's like when you're a career mom, you know, you had your daughter, but once you got to work, did you feel like, okay, I get to talk to other people who actually yes. speak words and, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and is I actually have forgotten when we talked before that there was one year in the midst of life that I actually was staying at home and I wasn't working. I forgot about that. Wow. And when I went back to work, I was so anxious to go back to work because I was so tired of singing baby songs and not having another <laughs> adult to talk to. So going to work, a big pro is being able to talk to other adults and not constantly just be surrounded by little people all the time. Yeah. You can feel like yourself again. You can feel like a grown up. You can feel like you are using your brain a, a, in a different capacity mm-hmm. than what you're doing when you're wiping butts and feeding people. So, oh my true. God. so you true. know, you know, it's like on another level when you get excited about the color of poop. Yeah. The texture. The texture. I have been there. You know, like, seriously, like yeah. Chris will be like, oh, he he just pooped on. We we started potty training Chase um, the day after he had surgery. He had hernia surgery. So he was four and a half months and we started putting him on the potty. Oh and yeah. And, and to this day, he's he's using the potty. He might have an accident maybe like once a week where it's really us that wasn't paying attention to his cues. But um, but yeah, so we're, we we put him on the potty and Christopher, you know, Chris will call me and he's like, oh, he, he pooped. I'm like, oh, what color is it? Oh, it's like a brownish green. Is it is it pasty? Is it green? <laughs> Send me a oh, picture. It's, it's a little bit more pasty. Like, it's hilarious. It's like, that is like the highlight of my day. Like, if it's grainy yeah. and it's yellow, I'm like, yes! Right. We, we figured it out. He was giving too much rice cereal. Now he's getting right. just the right amount. So we, we nailed it. He had a good poop. That's like the highlight. Oh, Nobody yeah. tells you how much you focus on poop when you're a parent. Yes. Nobody tells you that. Uh, and meanwhile, I'm just trying to wash the poop off my hands, you know? Yeah. She's worried about the texture, the color, the right. smell. I'm like, all right, whatever. Moms become poo-poo experts. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to get it off me. Oh, my God. So funny. But um, I don't know. I think um, we all have learned lessons. So... Being that you have experienced all stages, what do you think your biggest lesson has been as a stay-at-home mom who has came from a career mom to a stay-at-home mom with the same career right. and the mm-hmm. same workload? Um, what has been your bis- your biggest lesson? I think the the biggest lesson that I've had is how to delegate. Mm-hmm. That's deep. you know, and like you said before, it's really hard for us because sometimes you don't even know what you need help with. You just know that it's too much. Yeah. And you don't know how to say, help me with this, do that. You you, just, you don't even know how to say I need help. Right. You're just kind of absorbing it all. So you have to learn how to delegate and say, this person take care of this. Even utilizing your kids to say, hey, you, go put some noodles in the pot for me. You, go bring mommy something to drink. Like You have to delegate using anybody who's willing to help and stop being hung up on, oh, I don't want to inconvenience people. Because honestly, when people say, let me know what you need. Take them up on that. Yes, <laughs> that's so that's so true. And it's funny because I feel like that is definitely true. And it goes across the board for all moms and dads. Yeah. You know, it really does in a nutshell. So um, if we had to break this down to, to tips for today, um, I think that you should definitely look at the benefits and the flexibility when it comes to um, being a mom, whether you're staying at home or whether you're going to, or whether you're going off to work, um, at the end of the day, you always need to have some type of advantage um, of having a routine um, to basically 
be able to spend the quality time with your kids, not just sitting next to them and they're like on their iPads or their phones. And or you're on no your en- phone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no engagement. But just balancing, spending that real quality time, um, creating routines that allows time for yourself. And that kind of goes to both sides. It goes to stay at home and career moms. And then just developing the flexibility and not um, not allowing yourself to feel so guilty about the time that you don't have and then making time that's actually valuable time. Right. So turning that like you did with your daughter, you had your mommy movie nights, you know. So for her, Monday through Friday was just a routine. But she always looked forward to that Friday evening mm-hmm. and the weekends that she knew that's the quality time that she's going to get with mommy. And right. and she's a beautiful 10 year old who's happy yeah. now, you know. So clearly it can work. It can work whether you're a single mom, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you have a career or whether you're doing all of that inside the house. We have way more in common than we really realize. So um, does anybody have any confessions? <laughs> I have one. Go ahead. So, and this is a new confession. Like, I don't even, th- I've never even told my husband this. So you're Ooh, getting some real juice. Okay. <laughs> real juice. So I have to admit, that I have said that I'm working longer than what I really am sometimes <laughs> just so that I can steal some time to shut my office door. I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. <laughs> and I close my door and I'm really watching Netflix and I've probably snuck in a glass of wine when no one was looking <laughs> just so I can have maybe 30 minutes of peace. And you deserve it. Yes. That it's just awesome. needed. Because I don't awesome. have a transition time. I don't drive to work or drive home yes. so sometimes I have to steal it yes. and that's 30 minutes of oh I would really have to work a little bit longer that's over now. That's, uh, yeah that's it's over great. now he's gonna know now <laughs> but I'm still camera, gonna do it I'm still, microphone in there. I know but you know what the what it really highlighted to me was that I need to build that into my life yes. like make that happen for myself so I don't have to sneak around so I don't right. have right. to lie about it and say I'm working when I'm not I can just say hey this is my time now, I'm probably right. still going to lie about it and do it, but <laughs> maybe I need so to good. build that in. Meanwhile, he has this clock like, all right, she should be done in a minute. Oh, he's going to uh, just bust in the door. Like, what are you doing? Let yeah, me see. Right? Let me see. Are you really working? That is hilarious. No, that was a really good confession. So right now, I just want to do a moment of silence. We're going to give a moment of silence to those who appreciate where they are, whether you work full time or stay at home and you make the best of your situation, whether you work full time or you're a full time mom. One really isn't better than the other. It all comes down to how you choose to parent and you have to decide what works best for you and your family. As always, thank you so much for listening. This was a great, great conversation. I think it was needed so that you can kind of break those walls and barriers of what moms are. And we can stop being so judgy towards each other so that we can just say, you know what, however you're doing to make it work, let's do it. And you know what? That's what Not For Lazy Moms is all about. We want it all. We do it all. And the whole purpose of this website is for us to share our tips and tricks on how we get by. So I love the topic for today. Um, Rachel, share with us your platform and your social media. Sure. So I am the author of The Well-Adjusted Adult. Uh, The website is Mm thewelladjustedadult.com. Instagram, I am the underscore well-adjusted underscore adult. Okay. Uh, And yeah. Come join me. Come follow me. We have lots of stuff on there. Yes. Thank you so much for for being here today. I hope everyone out there really enjoyed you. I know they will. Make sure you follow Rachel. And also make sure you subscribe to NotForLazyMoms.com. And, uh, you know, we always giving away stuff every month. So uh, just tune in, tell a friend, subscribe to our podcast and follow us every week. Thank you so much and have a great one.